Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A It's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 137 of Brewers on Tap. It. The Brewers in great spirits as they sweep the NLDS from the Colorado Rockies, taking two at Miller Park last week, and then on Sunday, finishing it off in Colorado against the Rockies. The Brewers with a couple of shutouts in that NLDS, some incredible pitching, some clutch hitting, and as always, some great defense as well. So what's on tap for the crew? Well, it's the NLCS coming up this weekend against the Los Angeles Dodgers Friday at Miller Park. That is a 7.09 first pitch central time. Saturday, it is a 3.09 first pitch central time. A day off Sunday, the crew will travel to Los Angeles. And then the series will resume next week in L.A. against the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. We're going to have a lot coming up for you, not just on the NLDS and looking back on it, but looking a little bit at the matchup between the Brewers and the Dodgers in the NLCS. We're going to let you listen into the calls from Bob Eucher and Jeff Levering of that NLDS sweep. Plus, we're going to go into the clubhouse and let you listen in on myself and Bob Eucher and Jeff Levering and our conversations with the players as they celebrated that sweep and moving on for a chance to get themselves in to the World Series. So that is all coming up here on Brewers on Tap. We are glad that you are with us here today for the podcast. Okay, here's some cool things about the NLDS. Just a couple of nuggets for you before we let you listen into it. Eric Kratz caught two of the three games. Manny Pena caught game one. He was tremendous as well. Both catchers played well, but Eric Kratz with five hits between the Saturday game Between the Friday game and the Sunday game, the last two games of the series, five hits. Eric Kratz has played nine years in the major leagues. Three of his nine years, he failed to get past five hits for the season. He did it in two games on the biggest stage that he's played in and on in his career. Pretty cool stuff. That's what makes baseball so great, of course. So a big deal for Eric Kratz. He catches two shutouts. He collects five hits, and if there was an MVP of the NLDS, I think most people would lean toward Eric Kratz, even though the pitching staff collectively was so dominant over the course of the series. Very neat stuff. Mike Moustakis continuing to be clutch. This is a guy that's been there before. He did it for the Kansas City Royals in 2014 and 2015. Now he's doing it for the Brewers. He had the big clutch hit that won the game, the walk-off single in the 10th inning of Thursday's win over the Rockies. He had... A big hit again on Friday to drive in a run to give the Brewers a little bit more pad in their lead. Mike Moustakis has been really big for the Brewers so far in the postseason. That's one of the reasons why the Brewers acquired Mike Moustakis. And how about this? Mike Moustakis, Lorenzo Cain, two of the big pieces in Kansas City when the Royals went to -to back-to-back World Series in 14 and 15, winning it over the Mets in 15. You had Mike Moustakis, Lorenzo Cain, Eric Hosmer, Salvador Perez, and Alex Gordon, that would probably, Alcides Escobar as well, that would have been that core group of guys that led that team to those back-to-back World Series. Moustakis and Kane are now Brewers. 
Think about this. They sweep the Rockies, okay? So now, if you look at Mike Moustakis and Lorenzo Cain and their postseason careers, if you include winning the wild card in 14 over the Oakland A's as a series, they won the wild card in 14 over the A's. They won the ALDS in 14 over the Angels. The ALCS in 14 over the Orioles. They lost the World Series in 14 in seven games. Then in 15, they win the ALDS over the Astros. They win the ALCS over the Blue Jays. They win the World Series over the Mets. And now they've won the NLDS over the Colorado Rockies. Seven out of the eight postseason series that Moustakis and Kane have played in, they have won. These guys don't know what it's like not to win a series, and that should give you some comfort heading in to the NLCS matchup with the Dodgers. Okay, let's listen in to how the NLDS sounded. When he deals, runner goes, throw to second, they're going to get him, and they got him! Manny Pena with a bullet-like throw to Orlando Arcia covering, and they cut down... D.J. LeMahieu. Go ahead, run it first for Yelich. The pitch. Line drive. Center field. Blackman back at the track. 2-0 Milwaukee. Canable running again. Nothing and one on Ionetta. Swinging a bouncer, hit wide of third. The hole, Orlando Arcia, the throw, and he got him! Oh my, what a play by Orlando Arcia! He was about 15 steps on the outfield grass when he let that one go, and Ionetta is retired. On an outstanding play by Orlando Arcia. You can't do it any better than that. Two and two. Hader kicks and throws. Struck him out swinging. 97 on the outside edge. And Josh Hader gets through the Rockies' seventh with a zero on the board. Ready. Here it is. He struck him out. Pena, the ball got away momentarily, but they retire the side with a strikeout and a 2-3 to take care of Trevor Story. Winning run at third. The 0-2. Swing the line drive. Base hit right field. Mike Moustakis on a two-strike pitch. Lines a single to right, and the Brewers have taken game one in the division series. Big gap in left center. Here's the pitch. Line drive left center. Moving over Para. It's by him. It gets over the fence for a ground rule double. Hernan Perez delivers. It's 1-0 Brewers. From the stretch. 
Here it is. Swing and a smash. Right field to base hit. One run is in. And they'll hold Braun at third. Boustakis delivers again. Russell all set to work again. And here it is. Pratt's broken back. This should do it. It's picked by Perez. The throw, and this one is over. And the Brewers have taken games one and two from Colorado. Final tonight. Four nothing Brewers, and a redeemer job, if you will, for Jeremy Jeffress after coming on last night, giving up a couple. Tonight, nothing, and the Brewers take game two. First pitch to him. High drive, deep left, 2-0 Milwaukee. I'd say Jesus does indeed love hitting at Coors Field. His first hit in the postseason is a big-time home run. Holberg ready. Granderson waits to pitch. Check swing, and that one getting by Walters. Here is Kratz going to score. He's in there. It's 4-0 Brewers. Eric Kratz, as soon as that ball got by Walters, he had it for home. He hit the deck and beat the tag in the throw, and the Brewers now lead 4-0. Eric Kratz, what a day for him. Here it is for Orlando, swinging a drive to left and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Orlando Arcia. And it's 5-0 Brewers. Orlando just hit one out of here. And Broxton waits. The pitch. Keon sends one in the right center and deep. Way back. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! Gone for Broxton. And they add one more on a towering drive to deep right center. It is now 6-0 Brewers on a booming home run by Keon Broxton. And Lorenzo Kane is coming up. Here comes Hayter swinging in a fly ball. Shallow right. This should do it. It is going to be caught by Lorenzo Kane. And this one is over, and they're moving on. And another celebration for the crew. They're all out there. What a game. In three hours and 14 minutes, they take care of the Colorado Rockies at home. Final 6 nothing Brewers and more celebrating for the crew. So those were the plays that made the NLDS a sweep. Now let's listen to the guys, give you their perspective on why the NLDS was a sweep. We go into the clubhouse for the champagne celebration on Sunday. 
uh, I don't consider myself a platoon player right now. I'm still early in my career. I feel like I'm an everyday player. And uh, in 2015, when I got the opportunity to hit against lefties, I did a pretty but good it's job. It's different for everyone. Um, I think every every hitter has their own plan. But whatever your strong suit is, that should be uh, your plan. But once I got up, I, it was a little bit of a mentality. It was. Uh, it wasn't pitching to my strengths. It was trying to pitch to the hitter's weaknesses, and that's where guys get caught up in uh, trying to do too much. Now for the clubhouse conversation. All right, thank you very much, you Corbin. Two scoreless out of you tonight. Uh, 19 straight scoreless from this pitching staff in this series. What an amazing performance against a really good lineup. Yeah, yeah, you know, we went out there and uh, we put the ball really well. Um, you know, uh, Wade went out through the ball really well today, turned over to Corey and got to Soria, and then, uh, you know, we just, we just uh, went off from there. But, uh, you know, great team victory. We went out there and uh, pitched well, hit well. You know, we just played uh, well all last week's baseball day. Has this sunk into you that you were in double-A a year ago and here you are going to the NLCS? <laughs> yeah, this is pretty awesome. Man. Uh, just when I was walking up, I said, ah, you know, I, I, I don't think this is something I can get used to. We better keep doing this. So That's pretty fun. <laughs> I know you can, Jeff, have some questions for you too, Corbin. Corbin, again, Lane just touched on it as well, but the, the adjustment that you made in the month of August after just a little bit of a, a hiccup with your breaking ball, I mean, since that moment, you have really taken off, and, and your role in this bullpen has been second to none. Yeah, yeah, I just tried to slow everything down and uh, you know, try to slow the game down. I was getting, you know, getting a little sped up, uh, you know, trying to throw a little bit too hard, trying to do too much, but, uh, you know, we had a good talk and I slowed everything down, and since then, uh, I've been throwing the ball really well. Bernsey, Bernsey, nothing beats adrenaline, does it? Oh, no. <laughs> now, watching you work, I mean, your your effort uh, seems like it's really second nature to you, but when you look up on the board and look at fastballs coming at 98 and 99, and then the, the breaking stuff to go along with it, hitters, hitters don't relish facing guys like yourself. And I know there's up and around that do the same thing, but... Uh, when you do it consistently the way you have and kind of matter of factly really and not to say anything bad about that either because it's what you do and it's your job yeah yeah just try to go out there and you know, try to stay under control get behind the fastball and uh you know locate down the zone and you know i've been able to get some results lately and like i say you know the velocity's been up a tick but uh the main thing is just gotten throw strikes and uh you know it's just no solid win today well, congratulations, pal. Thank you. Yes, I do, Jeff. Maybe the star of this NLDS, Eric Kratz. You waited a long time to get action in a postseason series, and boy, did you deliver five hits in this series. Yeah, I'm not the star. The However many pitchers pitched in this series, they're the star. They, those guys those guys did something that was incredible. All I did was just find some green a couple times. You get a chance to work with these guys all the time. How? How special is that to work with a group of guys that can dominate games like they can? It's incredible. They have really good stuff. But what I love about these guys, I knew it was falling out. What I love about these guys is they uh, they just come in with their stuff. They don't try to be anything that they're not. And they just come in and they just attack these hitters. And it's it's really easy to put up a game plan, but they don't they don't veer from it. It's incredible. Hey, Eric, it's Jeff upstairs. Congratulations on a big win today. I mean, you got the five hits. It's that's great, but I think you're going to take a lot more credit in the fact that you caught two shutouts in the playoffs. I appreciate that, Jeff. And I told you before the game that I'd get you post game, and I just didn't, you know, 100% <laughs> know where where and when it'd be. So we got we got our interview here, but there no, it's it's to catch a shutout means 
so much more. Maybe if I tried to get more hits, maybe getting more hits would mean a lot more, but it's something that is is incredible to be able to catch two shutouts against a team like that is is so so much fun to to see these guys have success day in and day out you get to rest up for a couple of days how important is that not only for you but the rest of the pitching staff and the rest of the offense no doubt i mean you you can rest or you can try to get better so we'll use these four days to get better and get healthy and be able to make sure that we're you know able to come after it once we once we get back to milwaukee Kratzy, congratulations. Enjoy the celebration. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Lane. JJ, JJ, Uke wants to talk with you real quick. Okay. Uke and Jeff are upstairs. You had a chance to pitch in all three of these games of this NLDS, and I know it was really special to you coming back to Milwaukee and being able to be a part of a moment like this one. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, just gracious, man. You can see how passionate we are, where we want to go, how far we want to take this. And I mean, each and every day we come out, like Bonnie said, we're going to give it our 110% each and every game, each and every series. J.J., there's no closing time on this one. We're open all night. <laughs> yes, sir. We're open all night, baby. <laughs> You're right, you. <laughs> nice going, J.J. Congratulations again, man. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much. It's been a beautiful thing for you. Absolutely. Let's do it, baby. Yes, you sir. Bet. All right. Right now, Lane has Jesus Aguilar with us. And uh, Jesus... Another great performance. We talked before the game today. I said, hey, listen, if you if you guys have to play tomorrow, Jesus, you are going to come on the pregame show, but we're not playing tomorrow, so you're off the hook. Hey, Jesus just got his earpiece in because he was pouring uh, beer down oh, good. my shirt, and oh, good. Uh, I'm catching my breath, but uh, if you want to repeat the question oh, for yeah. Jesus, he's ready now. Yes, no problem. Hey, Jesus, um, we, we talked earlier today. I said you were going to come on the pregame show today, but... Uh, uh, if we ended, if the Brewers ended up winning this ball game today, you were going to be our pregame show guest tomorrow. But we're not playing tomorrow, so we got you in the postgame today. What are, anyway, what is going to be there anyways. Okay, all right. Friday, you're going to be my guy. No problem. How does this feel, man? Great ball game today. Get your first postseason hit, and it's a, a big one too. I think the most important thing was we take the lead by two, and Miley can do his job in the mound. I think he was great in the mound, dominating the strike zone, throwing ball when he won, throwing strength when he won. I mean, I gotta, I gotta get the credit to Colorado Rockets. They got a great lineup. Mm -hmm. And my was dominated by song, how I said before. And then the bullpen coming in, and you know how, you know what happened when the when the, when the bullpen coming in, and they already shot. They already shot. They've been showing the whole season. And we're here celebrating. Bullpen allowed just one hit over the final four and a third innings today, Jesus. I bet you're really glad you don't have to face those arms. I don't want to face. I think I think we're gonna do like something into the squad, but I don't wanna hate. Like I don't wanna face hate it. All those guys, you know, I want to fade the status. Uh, I prefer it, but let's see what happens. We're, we're happy about it. Um, we got a lot of way to go. How good did that home run feel in the fourth inning? It was great. He was doing, we was throwing a lot of a lot of space. I was sitting for the slider, and finally he threw for a strike. He hit it good, and we take the lead by two. And that was the most important thing was like Miley, he can do his job, and, and he was, he dominated the strike song. And um, we're here, we're here celebrating, and we're gonna keep going. Couple of days off before the NLCS begins. Enjoy the rest. Enjoy the celebration. All right, tonight. thank you guys. Appreciate that. You got. All right, thank you, Jeff Lorenzo. You've been a part of a lot of these celebrations, but to, to bring this back to the place where it started for you here in Milwaukee, how special is this? Feels great. You know, that was my main goal when I first signed here, and uh, that's to get in the playoffs and just get in the playoffs and just battle from here. So uh, we've been battling, we've been fighting, competing out there each and every each and every game. So um, you know, uh, our main goal is get to World Series, and we understand we're still still not there yet. We still got a lot of a lot of competition a lot of teams to get through but uh, at the same time we're playing some great ball right now to finish it off 
in in a sweep. Uh, yeah, look, you go get those two in Milwaukee, but you come back here and you don't want the pressure to turn back at any point. And you've been a part of these types of series before. How important was it to come out and set a tone early in this game? That's what you do. You know, if you, you get a chance to get up 2-0 on a team, you know, you don't let up. You know, you don't get them any momentum. You know, you go, you go for the throw. You know, that's what we did today. You know, uh, ended up scoring six runs today. Uh, a lot, a lot, little, little more than what we wanted to, and uh, our pitcher did an outstanding job. So it was, it was a great day all around, and uh, like I said, we're in here celebrating. Hey, Lorenzo, can you hear me down there? Yes, I can hear you. Hey, Lorenzo, um, fun moment for you after you got your base hit in the fifth inning. Did they save the baseball for you? Uh, I asked them to. I, I don't know <laughs> if they did or not. You know, uh, like I said, I've been, I've been searching for that hit. You know, I've been trying to get on base with you guys. So uh, definitely not not off to the start I want to have, but uh, at the same time, you know, it's, it's good to get that first knock out of the way. You got another shot in the NLCS. Soak this one up tonight. Enjoy it. All right, will do. Thanks. Thank you, Lorenzo. All right, thank you. We do have Brandon Woodruff with us. Uh, you got the start in game one of this uh, series. Even Craig Council said you probably were a little nervous before you climbed the mound in that situation, but you delivered, and you really set the tone for this pitching staff throughout this entire five-game series that only went three. Yeah, you know, when Craig told me the night before that I was going to get the start, I was super excited uh, just to go out and re you know represent the Brewers and go out for the first game of the uh, NLDS and just try to get the team started off right. And, uh, you know, first first couple pitches were – you know, it's it's pretty cool, but then whenever Moose made that, that awesome play against uh, Arenado, kind of got me settled in and, and helped me able to roll. What do you, the, uh, the, the start, and uh, it looked like nothing uh, new for you. I mean, velocity was up, the breaking stuff was up, but when we watched you and talked about it during the broadcast, uh, there was nothing overzealous or overexerting by you. It was business as usual, and uh, velocity-wise, you were up there again in the upper 90s and relatively easy. Yeah, you know, just just coming in, it's for me, it's all about just taking a breath and, and going one pitch at a time, and, I, you know, I think that's what helped me calm down, and uh, I was just trying to go in there and do my job and, and uh, help the team get started off right and just take it one pitch at a time. Well, you did your job, Woody. You did your job. Congratulations, and uh, enjoy the day, the night. And uh, whatever else it needs to happen. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Sure will. <laughs> All right, pal. <laughs> Wade Miley, nice going, Lefty. I appreciate it. You appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Hey, you know, you did it so uh, kind of matter-of-factly. And the one thing that we always notice up here and the tempo of the game, when you're working, I mean, it's one after another. You don't like to take a lot of time between pitches. And it looks beneficial to you, I mean, from the outside guy, looking at you work, the quicker you get it done, the more comfortable you look like you feel. No doubt, absolutely. I love to keep the tempo up. Kratz knows that going into the game. He puts the signs down quick. I think it keeps the defense on their toes, and uh, if we're fortunate enough to get three quick outs, the offense is right back in there swinging. So it, uh, it works good. Wade, I know you wanted to go nine. You talked about going nine innings in your press <laughs> conference yesterday. I'm sure you could have gone nine today, but man, a lot of kudos needs to go to that bullpen after you went four and two-thirds, scoreless innings allowing just three hits. That bullpen was terrific the entire series. That bullpen's been so huge for us all year long. So, you know, I mean, obviously you want to go as deep as you can, but Counts, Counts has a feeling, and, and it's been right all year long, so we just got to keep rolling. That bullpen's outstanding down there, so I have no problem turning it over to him. Wade, the, uh, the other thing, too, to, uh, to pitch in this ballpark, and uh, to get the job done, we know what everybody says about pitching here. And a lot of times, you know, breaking balls don't break the way they normally do in another ballpark. But you make adjustments as a pitcher and a guy that's worked here before. You 
to me anyway, it looked like you had no problem at all. Yeah, I just think you got to keep the ball down here. I mean, that's the key to it. The curveball might not be as sharp, but if it's down, it's still a tough pitch to hit. And uh, that was kind of the key today for me. I was able to throw a lot of curveballs down and get some chases on it. And uh, it just made the cutter and the fastball that much better. <laughs> Congratulations, pal. Big day again. Nice yes, going. Thanks, you. All right, pal. Well, the Brewers have a lot of great chemistry in that clubhouse, and I think you got a good sense of it there from listening to those fun conversations with the guys. Let's dive into the numbers on the Los Angeles Dodgers in this week's Sabermetrics 101. Let's crunch the numbers in Sabermetrics 101. Okay, quick look at the Dodgers, and uh, for numbers' sakes, I don't know how sabermetric we're actually going to get in this, but let's jump into some of the numbers on the Los Angeles Dodgers. First off, this is a club with a ton of postseason experience. They've been in every postseason since 2013. They lost in the NLCS in 2013, lost in the NLDS in 14, the DS in 15, lost in the NLCS in 16, won it last year, then lost in the World Series to the Astros. So this is a team with a lot of postseason experience. Let's take a look at some of the numbers on the 2018 Los Angeles Dodgers. They went 92-71. and 71. They did win the NL West, of course, with that 163 win over the Rockies at Dodgers Stadium the same day the Brewers were able to take down the Cubs at Wrigley Field in Game 163 to claim the NL Central. Here are some of the numbers. One of the guys to keep an eye on, because he had a huge series against the Brewers in Los Angeles back in early August, is Yasmani Grandal. Grandal with 24 home runs, 68 RBIs in the year. He hit just 241, but as a catcher, probably one of the better hitting catchers in the National League and maybe in all of baseball. Cody Bellinger had a slow start to the year, but he rebounded and had a pretty good second half. He finished 260 on the year, 25 home runs. He drove in 76 on this season. Justin Turner, of course, had the injury issues. He was able to come back and have a big impact for the Dodgers in the second half. He hit 312 with 14 home runs and 52 driven in in just 103 games played this year. Max uh, Muncie was probably the biggest story for the Dodgers, making the all-star team, hitting 263, 35 home runs for a guy that was designated for assignment by the Oakland A's after the 2017 season. Matt Kemp, at age 33, had one of his better years of recent memory. He made the all-star team. 290 average, 21 home runs, 85 driven in. Kemp did not have as strong of a second half, though. He had that huge, blistering first half. He really kind of carried the Dodgers. Dodgers got off to a slow start this year. Uh, It was not the kind of start the Dodgers were hoping for coming off that World Series loss. They thought they were going to have... Uh, a team assembled to really make some noise, but Corey Seager had the injury, and a lot of different things led to the Dodgers getting off to the slow start. At one point, they were 10 games below 500, and then they slowly and surely started to kind of dig themselves out. But when you look at Matt Kemp, he hit 310 in the first half with 15 home runs and 60 driven in. In the second half, 255 with six home runs and 25 driven in. So that gives you an idea of how Matt Kemp's second half looked compared to his first half. Dodgers, of course, have a very good rotation. That's certainly something that the Dodgers are always going to be known for. Clayton Kershaw is going to be the primary guy that you look at when you think about the the Dodgers and their pitching staff. Kershaw, one of the best pitchers 
in baseball. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He had a 2.73 ERA on the year in 26 starts this year. He went 9-5. and five. Now, some of the other names for the Dodgers this year that I think you're going to see in this series, you're going to see Rich Hill at some point. He went 11-5 and five with a 3.66 ERA, another lefty. You're going to see uh, Walker Bueller. Uh, 2.62 ERA on the year and 23 starts. The young 23-year-old has big-time stuff. Brewers saw him earlier this year. And then uh, Hyunjin Ryu, who is, uh, really a, a, had a big year for the Dodgers. Uh, once he got healthy and was able to make 15 starts for them this year in just 82 innings, but he pitched a 1.97 ERA, pitched very well in the NLDS against the Braves at Dodgers Stadium. So the rotation's good. Bunch of lefties in that rotation as well. Bueller, of course, a righty. But otherwise, a lot of lefties. Bullpen, you're going to see Kenta Maeda trying to set things up for Kinley Jansen. Jansen did not have that dominant year that he's had in years past. A 3.01 ERA this year, uh, 38 saves on the year, uh, five losses on the year for Kenley Jansen. And I, I know we don't get into wins and losses a lot, but sometimes for a closer, that's something to at least keep your eye on because of the pressure situations they're pitching late in the year. Uh, Ryan Madsen was added at the deadline. That's another piece to the bullpen uh, for the Dodgers as well. So, uh, hey, look, this is going to be a really fun series. It's going to be a great series. Uh, The Dodgers took two or three at Miller Park coming out of the All-Star break this year. Brewers and Dodgers split four games at Dodgers Stadium just a week later. Uh, I have not mentioned Manny Machado, who, of course, was the big uh, mid-season acquisition at the deadline for the Dodgers, one of the top free agents on the market this coming winter. Clearly Machado's heating up. He had a big series against the Braves. Yasiel Puig is an exciting player. And Brian Dozier, another veteran guy uh, that helps them and solidifies them a little bit at second base. This is a good team. And the Brewers are going to have their hands full, but the Brewers, obviously a great team coming into the NLCS. Winners of 11 in a row. This is going to be fun. All right, that is going to do it. For us and this week's edition of Brewers on Tap, we thank you for listening. We hope to see you out at the ballpark this weekend as the Brewers and Dodgers play for a chance to go to the World Series. I'm Lane Griddle. Have a great one, everybody. Brewers on Tap.